Hello, hello. Welcome back to the CTO studio. I, of course, am your host, Nikolai Walker, on the mic and in your ear, my favorite place to be. We are joined again this week in studio with our guest, Mitesh Karia, who is the CTO and Chief Data Officer at the Zebra. Love that name, by the way. And we are going to be talking today about third-party and bad actor risk assessment. And to wit, I want to start off with a question from Mitesh, which is, now that detect and evaluate, understand and measure the risk, is that formalized? And second part of the question, could you walk me through it? It, it is formalized. And so here I can give you an example um, when we're talking about third parties, right? So here, here's a, a, a common thing, which is one of the tenets that uh, a lot of you know carriers will ask for that is part of SOC 2 is needing to have a third party risk assessment program or, or a methodology, which is I want to work with, um, let's say I want to send emails through SendGrid, right? Well, we need to understand what the risk is of doing that. Um, you know, are they going to, if we're going to send PII through there, are they going to take care of the PII who has access to it? Um, you know, there are, if you look at something like OLARC for chat, for example, they explicitly state that they do not adhere to, or, uh, and sorry, I will say that at the time we looked at them, I do not know if, if they've changed or not. They, we don't adhere to any security standards. We don't, we don't, say anything about it it's up to you to you know as the user to take care of everything right that's their view they're like we're providing you the tool we we do nothing there well then you go to so let's do that one because that, that's a, a good one to to walk through so then you look at we have all these questions uh you know in this program to say okay does olark run antivirus on their their servers you know do, do they have pen testing what do they do with PII? All these things, and you score them. And something like OLARC would get a, a pretty poor score. But then that that there is the, uh, you look use that score to look at, okay, now with that score, what is the, the risk? What is the likelihood that something would happen? With that kind of a score, high. But what is the impact of something like that happening? That can be pretty low because if the only information coming through chat is, you know, hi, how's it going? How are you? Okay, what happens if it gets breached? Eh, it doesn't really matter, right? Now, if people are sending their social security number and, you know, credit card information and driver's license number and stuff through chat, eh, the impact of a breach is a little bit higher. So, um, but so that, that's the program we kind of created, which is, uh, you know, a matrix of, of developing so, so a set of questions um, where you can either take someone else, another company's uh, SOC 2 or, or um, security attestment and, and you know, information and map it to that, or we provide the questionnaire to a third party and they fill it out, which we score. And then that helps us plug it into understanding you know, this, this formula of very simple of risk equals likelihood times impact. Um, and then once you get that, for this level of risk in this area, a certain person ha is the like it has to go at least to a certain person to accept that risk, right? And then it walks up the chain. Got it. Got it. And then at some level, that goes up to only our CEO or the CEO and the board can accept this level of risk because it's existential to the company. 
especially as you're rapidly growing and as departments, obviously there are X number of tools in every single department to make life easier. And as the VPs in those departments want to enable their own teams and sign up for their own services, I'm sure that there's just an exponential increase in all the different services and third-party tools that your team wants to use and insists on using uh, and to, to constantly be, and I'm sure that's where the moment where you're like, okay, hang on, hang on. Uh, I can't just be the person who keeps uh, painting a bleak picture about this. Let me create a rubric or a matrix or something so people can decide um, how this escalates inside of the company. You know, it's one of those where, I, I mean, you may have faced this as a technologist, which is a lot of times, you know, I, I've seen it where we can be pigeonholed as naysayers, right? Because we're thinking, well, other people are thinking about all the way, like things they want to do. We're thinking about all the reasons that idea won't work, all the risks, all the problems, right? Like that's innate in our nature is to think through all the edge cases, right? And all the things that'll break. Um, but I think it's important to especially when it comes to security to think about it the other way, which is how do you use what you know to enable the org, to push the org forward and to help the organization make informed decisions so they're not navigating blind. Uh, you know, to go back to what drove a lot of this, we had carriers, right, that we wanted to work with, but we also had um, CCPA, so the California Consumer Privacy Act, um, coming up. I, I believe it's Privacy Not Protection Act. Um, that coming out, which modeled, you know, was modeled a lot off of GDPR. A lot of talk, um, you know, around there at some point being a federal privacy law. Uh, and then a lot of states started putting out their own cybersecurity and privacy regulations, New York uh, being one of the most prominent ones outside of California. Um, in the, the Department of Financial Services, there put out some pretty, you know, pretty detailed regulations around cybersecurity and privacy. And so a lot of those things were also kind of pushing us to where uh, we wanted to make sure that we weren't putting our business at risk by not complying with them. So there is the, the, the business drive to grow beyond um, the, regulatory, the, the regulatory limitations. For instance, public companies wanting to work with you, demanding or requesting certain types of um, risk assessments or uh, you know, those dreaded questionnaires we have to fill out. Uh, general regulatory stuff, but then there is the uh, impact that a breach or some sort of um, predatory lawsuit or, you know, especially, you know, and this is one thing about you guys, now that you're, you're, you're a, you're a unicorn. So you're uh, attracting attention you know, uh, there's there's probably a lot of, I mean, I don't know if you can talk about this, probably not, but um, companies like you become susceptible to ransomware. Uh, like uh, th there's sort of that dark side of things where it's like, I think with GDPR um, fines, uh, lawyers will or, or firms will proactively sue you 
to see if they can extort, not extort, but sort of win lawsuits of like $4 per user account per month, blah, 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 kind of stuff. I mean, that, that, that has to suck. It, it does. And I mean, we've definitely dealt with some of that for sure. And you can see, you know who they are, right? A quick Google will tell you that this person has a reputation for doing this, right? And, and, and that's where, you know, uh, working with the right, you know, legal firms, you know, we have outside counsel also. Um, and then, like you said, it, it, it really, uh, that was one more driving factor in the timing of when we started to get this buttoned up is we knew that we wanted to invest in, in our brand, right. And in growing our, our visibility and one of that's, there's a lot of benefits to that, but one of the big risks is exactly what you pointed out, which is more visibility means not only more good people coming, but more bad actors coming as well. Um, and so that was another big driving factor is we knew that, it would take a while to get everything in place and, and get everything shored up. And so we wanted to start that process early enough so that when we get to this point, like that we, we've done our, our due diligence, right? You, you can never be a hundred percent secure. There's always some risk somewhere, right? But we, you know, we want to do our best to try to find all of the, the massive areas of risk and mitigate and eliminate them and, and you know, implement best practices to, to keep some of those bad actors out. Thanks again for joining us here in the CTO studio. And thank you again to our guest, Mitesh Karia, CTO and Chief Data Officer at The Zebra. We will be back next week with another interview with him where we're going to start to kind of delineate when, why, and how to start the compliance process. Now, in the meantime, while you're waiting, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast available in iTunes. Do go check out Mitesh's LinkedIn. And as always, check out 7CTOs.com. We will see you next time.